from Baltimore, Maryland, this is The Stoop Sessions, a One Hope podcast. Join us for conversations about ministry on The Stoop. Learn more about our work at www.onehope.gives. Joel bought us donuts. Okay, technically he bought us a donut. Is that how we're going to begin this episode? Yeah. That's right, honey glaze for me. What kind of example are we setting for the health conscious folks out there? Oh, you're right. That it's okay to have a snack. But this is what this is what happened on the 5K, isn't it, Eric? I'm about to get discouraged. It was the donuts. That's right. Steph, since you don't listen to the podcast, you don't yeah. even know what we're talking about, do you? That's right. So on our last episode, Stephanie, I had told yeah. everybody that we started a 5K and that you never made it back, and that's why you weren't on the podcast. Oh and, my gosh. And, and if the, I never made it back, it's because I was having a donut. And that's why it's because of the donuts. Yeah. But thankfully, we did find you. Praise God. We scooped that's you right. off the street. I probably was holding wildflowers, yeah. some tea that so had you, been smoked, smoked chai. And you're home from the hospital. You um, still have the wristbands praise on. Praise God. But donuts. You were just a little dehydrated. Hey, donuts. Actually, those are true <laughs> stories. I'm trying to. <laughs> so, I literally so have. So here's to the donut. Three this is, water this bottles. Is the first time that we're back together. What? It's two been, episodes. It's been a long time. It's been ages. In podcast land, that's like two whole weeks. So what are we talking about today? <laughs> oh, I shouldn't laugh because it's actually pretty sad. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, we're like talking all of about, our topics. It, well, I feel like we're we have like a sob story podcast. But if you come and visit us, we're actually friendly people. We like love oh, our we're lives. Friendly on the podcast. <laughs> like, I try to be friendlier yeah, on the podcast I just than I am like, in real like, life. Is me. Hey, Joel, you're warm. He offered to bring me a donut today, although now I don't know if it was Stephanie, out of love. Get or, back. To we are talking the topic. about <laughs> discouragement today, so we're going to talk about. Uh, personal discouragement, ministry discouragement, spiritual discouragement. And so I wanted to just ask y'all, when was the last time you wanted to take an L? I'm going to go first. Go first, Elder. Last night, I had a clog in the main line of my house. I was up late last night. <laughs> so this, we're not talking about ministry discouragement. Not we're just yet. Talking about talking, life. He just wanted just to start off. I need to get this out. Listen, express yourself. Out, express yourself. All right, so you had a clog... In the main line. In the main line. I had to call the city. It came out, unclogged it, but I had to do a lot of cleanup. Well, look at the city coming through. Hey, Baltimore I, City. That's right. Call three. Charm City. Yep. I feel like I take an L almost every day, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I really do. Um, and the, the kids are teaching me a lot, and it's also teaching me that um, it's okay to have moments of discouragement in ministry. That doesn't mean I can quit. Mm-hmm. Although, <laughs> I've been taking. <laughs> We can be real here, right? That's why we That's right. Mm-hmm. As my so, boss sits next to me. <laughs> discouragement comes in all shapes and sizes, I guess. Like, we have kind of daily bouts with discouragement. Yeah. But I think in some sense, we're probably today in this episode talking not just so much about the daily bouts as much as we are the deep discouragement that we can sometimes face in particularly in inner city ministry. But it's also broadly applicable to anybody. Because everybody faces discouragement, right? Yeah, everybody. Yeah. And so, as uh, even though we use these these small instances, they really just sh- go to to show that um, we can be discouraged with both ourselves and how we deal with ministry, and also with the realities of the spiritual state of um, of our city. Mm-hmm. And that's probably if we had to think about when I honestly probably wanted to take an L. I think it's at that moment when you recognize um, you're not Clark Kent. Or Superman. Yeah. Or you are Clark Kent. You're not Superman. Oh, I am Clark Kent, not Superman. <laughs> I am uh 
I am length. right. I'm I'm falling out of uh, out of roof, but no, she falls out of roofs. Okay, back to this. So when you realize I can't actually save people who are dead who don't desire to be saved, I can only pray that God would wake them up. Not honestly, there's been some real discouraging moments when you see people willingly giving into their sin over and over and over again, and they fall to what enemy they fall to whatever the city has used um to pull yeah. out whatever is their own desire when you really when you see uh just how strong like that that hold that sin has on people and you know you're trying to walk with them through you know whatever that struggle is and you just see them just continue to maybe fall back into a certain sin yeah that, that really leads you to discouragement I think the time when I was most discouraged in ministry was when I was in my mid-20s. I hit a wall of discouragement. And it also includes burnout, which I think we're going to talk about in our next episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, It includes exhaustion. And uh, for me, uh, can I give some, can I tell a story? Well, go ahead. Tell a story. Once upon a time, I was a youth pastor. And I I was serving at a church as a youth pastor. I... I uh, had a busy summer, and it was a lot of excitement, a lot of good ministry happening over the summer. And then I hit a wall by the end of the summer, and it was a wall of discouragement. And the discouragement came because uh, I had a kid. These are some of like the factors that I felt. One of my students fell into a drug addiction. Another one of my student leaders uh, quit coming to our youth ministry stuff and said she was suicidal. And, um, like, basically everything that I had built was crumbling. Not only that, but I didn't have the energy to rebuild what I built. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I I would say there was three different levels. There was a a false view of my job, a false view of myself, what I can accomplish, and a false view of Christ. As you were talking, that made me think of uh, Elijah in uh, 1 Kings. I was reading that this morning, and... You remember when um, I think he was running away from Ahab. He, he, they were like uh, pursuing him and he was like in a cave and he was just ready to like give mm-hmm. up. And God said something very interesting what to him. What did he say? He said that, um, that so Elijah felt like he was the only one like left that hadn't uh, bowed down to Baal. And God said, look, I got like 7,000 people. 7,000 people that I have kept from bowing down to, to Baal. So I, now eat. Right, now <laughs> eat. Like So I, the reason I brought that up is just because you said, um, what did you say? Something about uh, your perspective. His three tiers, yeah. the perspectives. Yeah. View of job, view of myself, view of Christ. Right, so I think uh, Elijah had this view of himself that he was just like, you know, the only one out here that mm, would just like yeah. he was the only one right, that could do right. the job, right? And God reminded him, like, look, I got other people, right? Like, right. I don't exactly. need. To, I have it, other people. It's crazy how a lot of our discouragement comes from pressures that we've put on yeah. ourselves yep. for what we think something needs to look like, and God is very clear at reminding mm-hmm. us, like. I've called you to what I've called you to, and you need to stay in that lane. And it's when we deviate from that lane, we find those moments of discouragement. Not not to say that if you're getting discouraged, you're being sinful. Because I think we should go there because we're kind of having that discussion. Like, okay, yeah, we do need a rightful perspective of what has God called me to? What is my view of my job? You know, 
Would I be as um, annoyed with uh, individuals not listening if I had a, a proper respect? For sure. But what what's the line between us not making it like anytime someone's discouraged is because they don't have a rightful perspective? Mm-hmm. I got it. We got to clarify that just because. What's the distinction? Yeah, or is that the case? Has Was Jesus discouraged? No, he's pastoring me. No. <laughs> I'm just, uh, uh, no, 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 no. Okay, I was like, is he in, in looking into my soul? You're right. He, I think he was grieved. I he think was grieved. He's grieved. Yeah. What is discouragement? It's the opposite of carriage, right? Discouragement is a loss of confidence or enthusiasm. Right. Mm. So now I'm thinking immediately all the times Paul's talking about talking to the people in Philippians about their mindset. And he's saying in every situation, there's mm-hmm. a place there to think of what's excellent, think of what's good, think of what is worthy of praise. And so now I think I'm combating my own definition of discouragement. Yeah. To be grieved and to be discouraged may be two different things. I think discouragement comes from, now I'd rewrite my thought and say maybe it comes from um, a not right perspective. Although I'm always going to stand and say Christians, they can be grieved, always. Yeah, grieved, grieved is different than discouragement. You know, we could probably talk about grief on, on its own. But yeah, discourage, so Christians are discouraged. That's normal, right? There's discouragement in the Christian life. Yeah. There's discouragement in ministry. But to say that discouragement is fine might be a miss. So what would you say to a pastor who's like, well, I've just had to bury, you know, two people because of... And maybe that's what we're talking about. Are we, we talking about are grief, grief or, or are we talking about discouragement? Right. Okay, so there's a distinction, yeah. Can you read the definition of discouragement again? Uh, it is a loss of confidence or enthusiasm, dispiritedness. So I have when you lose the motivation to press forward. Yeah. I think you can experience that perspective as an emotion, work through that emotion, but it's to acknowledge that perhaps God would not want you to stay in discouragement. There so there's, there's, exactly. a, dis- there's, the a, yeah. there's something there to, to, to acknowledge say, I mean, it. Right. It's not, I'm yeah. not saying that, we, we should, uh, that we'll never experience these things if right. we just pray the right prayer exactly. and drink the right holy juice. Right. Right. What kind of juice is that? Ginger ale? <laughs> Vodka. <laughs> I say ginger ale. I thought she was going to say bourbon, bro. It's ginger ale, y'all. But yeah, so what does that look like for us in the 21217? What, what are the constant kind of barrages, the temptations towards discouragement past not wanting to move forward here? I I think one is when you just see people constantly giving themselves over to just addiction, you know, being victims of violence just because of the context that we live in. That's that's hard to process those things sometimes and just to always just be in the middle of that. You just, that's all you see Mm -hmm. around you. For me, I'd say it it feels like a, um, there seems to be a real coddling and a protection of sin and a rearranging of perspe- of, of priorities. Like, oh, no, um, I know this is sinful, but, you know, not actually a lack of acknowledgement of sin. I think that that's one of the big things of discouragement is because people don't really want to be confronted about sin. And you you went on that, that soapbox the other day, but it's really like, oh, this isn't a sin, it's a struggle. No, you're like willingly giving into this and you're now providing opportunities to protect this overprotecting your own soul. And so I think it's the deceitfulness that gets me mostly discouraged is when I can stare at someone, defend their love for addictions, drugs, arguing more than they can defend their love for God. Mm. That's heavy to me. 
For me personally in ministry, I think it's when I feel like we're losing ground or I'm losing ground. If I'm working with somebody and uh, I can't get in touch with them, they're not doing well, they're saying things that I don't want to hear. You know? Yeah, like you're losing that control. Right. Yeah, it's probably control. It's it's probably a sense of, on one hand, genuine love. I'm, you know, knowing that people are secure and in Christ, and you know, but then there's this other piece of I take it personally. Maybe I don't know. I, I uh, or maybe not. I don't even want to say I take it personally. We've come this far. We've come this far by faith. We've, We've come, come this. Far. Sing it We've come this far, but uh, now we're taking a step back. Mm. Right, not whatever that on is. The Lord. Yeah, I also get discouraged when I feel that people are just unfairly criticizing, mm. and that's something that I've been taking to the Lord for a while because I want to get over that. You know, like when I feel, I think one of the most discouraging moments I've had in ministry here in Baltimore is when a handful of friends got together and kind of joined up in criticism against me that really caught me out of the blue, you know, sort of like a Psalm 55, like, you know, yeah. I could take this from my enemy, but you, my friend, my mm. companion, you know, right. we walk together. Like, yeah. right. that was discouraging. So let's do this. Let's do another go round here. Yeah. What about your discouragement Sheesh. is actually based on some kind of sinful perspective? Because it's not until we diagnose that that we can move past the discouragement, right? Yeah. Probably just to be uh, become impatient. It's like, well, whatever. You, you keep giving yourself over to these things. I'm done with it. Wash my hands of it. Godly response would be to have patience, to have compassion. Yeah, or grief, lament. Yep, yeah. yeah. grief, lament. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just in, just just being there for them, not not just totally like washing my hands of them and just saying right. I'm done with it. Because discouragement can lead to the end. It can lead to the end of you, the end of ministry. Of yeah. course, yeah. and it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't promote the language of like pressing on. It's just saying this is I've I've exactly. met this is I've met my match. I'm walking away. Yeah. Right. And then and you're right about courage. You know yeah. I've never really thought about that word being in there, but courage is to press on, right? To That's endure. Right. So for stuff you said, you get discouraged about uh, people not seeing their sin, not taking. So in what way might that lead you to a wrongful kind of discouragement in ministry? I feel like now you're asking me a counseling question, so you're reading into my soul as a two. I'm trying. Um, but <laughs> Did you I, say as a two. I said as a two. I, I put that, that in there for you. What's a two? It's, it, it, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do it. Anyway, that's so the, uh, that's the what you think it is. You about to call it the Myers Briggs? No, is, is it one of the personality things? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love the guys I roll with. <laughs> They're like, isn't that one of your tests that you took? Joe, you can't say that we're going to lose like 70. Wait, this segues we're into my point. We're only going to lose the, seven is, the sevens and the eights. Actually, Listen, if you're a seven or an eight, don't listen to this podcast. This no. podcast is only for threes and fours primarily with a wing <laughs> one and, an, and a... Uh, All right, so... <laughs> you actually sound like you made sense and you don't even know that that like fit in. But anyway, we're not going to talk about that. Um, I will say for me personally, it is a wrong view of my ability to even fix and help myself. So I think that it is up to me to make all things clear to me when really that has been God's doing from the very beginning. The only reason I can even see sin mm-hmm. is because God has made that clear. Yeah. You know, my heart before he saved me and saved any of us had no no desire to to do anything of the things of God. So I think when he opened up my eyes, I'm like, dang, like I'm messing up. And so right. in some ways, my self-righteous heart can be like, how could you not see how you're messing up? And you not see how, like, 
we out here real deceived thinking we've got this together. And so I think sometimes it is my drive for clarity and for us to realize how much we've sinned. And instead of asking God to open up my eyes and to open up other people's eyes, I'm staring at them like, how could you think you're doing okay right now? You're, we are not okay. Yeah. I'm not okay. And so I think I get mostly discouraged with myself. Yeah. Uh, more than anything, I'm exhausted with myself, and then I can I can project that onto other people. Yeah, that's good. Now I need counseling. Right. I am in counseling. Well, that's, what this, that's what this podcast actually is. Free counseling. It's counseling for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why we direct our questions at you. Thank you so much. Um, I think that I want to vindicate my discouragement. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that's part of the problem is I feel I have feel like I have a right to be discouraged. People have come at me a certain way. Mm-hmm. I feel accused, I feel wronged, I've poured into this person and they're falling away. And now I'm like, now I've got to uh, spin my wheels and find them and make sure that they're okay in order to be able to sleep at night, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, what am I doing? I'm like just vindicating yeah. my discouragement. And the, the reality is, is that I, I, I choose to respond with discouragement with some of these things, you know? And I know that to be the case because there's been other times where yeah. I get criticized and I just trust the Lord with it, and I can go home and play yeah. with my kids yeah. and love my it's wife. It's so interesting that yeah. that kind of even reminds me of Marla's um, Marla's interview just a couple weeks back, and mm-hmm. she said, "You know, you said was it death that that sparked her? Was it an excuse?" And she's like, "Oh, it was an excuse. I had gone through all of the things I had gone through before I relapsed." Oh, yeah. oh yeah. while I was clean for 17 years, right. I just want an opportunity. And I think for you to call yourself out to say, I'm looking for an opportunity to want to feel vindicated in this. Like, God, you see me? I'm yeah. out here just, yeah. you see, Ministry's woe is me. not going well. Yeah. Like, Nobody's coming to Christ. No one cares about my little prayer yeah. updates. Yeah. Funders keep asking me when I'm going to be self-sufficient. Yeah. It's that good. might be another another talk, but that's that's for another day. Maybe. I'm, I'm glad we had this talk today. Yeah. For our listeners, this is a good reminder that Ministry is, is is not always smooth. Yeah. Like, you, you will be discouraged, right? But Christ never promised that things were going to be easy. Yeah. He never took the easy path. He never did. Right? But he has overcome he, all and, things. And so the easy path doesn't... I want to sing right now, but I ain't got a song in my <laughs> I'm sorry. Heart. The hard path doesn't mean that we've got to live in discouragement. And it's I true. think that's the, that's the point we want to make is, yep. yes, ministry is tough. There yeah. are setbacks. There's sadness. There's grief. Yeah. Yeah. But the way to, to get through discouragement yeah. is to know that discouragement doesn't own us. That's right. That we don't have to be discouraged. That's true. Uh, and that we can keep pressing on. Just to use another personal example, um, earlier on in my ministry, one of the probably the, mo- the biggest things that I was regularly discouraged about was my preaching. Mm-hmm. I would preach a sermon, and it never would come out the way that I wanted it to come out. And or I felt like, you know, it's not it's not helping anybody. You know, people come back looking yeah. the same way every week. Yeah. Nobody's changing. Yeah. And um, and so I'm discouraged by my preaching. And now I'm not. And Why? I still preach bad sermons at times. Yeah, well. At times. Notice I said at times. It is. <laughs> uh, he's gotten sharper, y'all. Y'all just check garden from two thousand. Um, the, the difference Lord. though is perspective. It's yeah. that I've I think one thing that God's taught me over the years is is to just get over myself, That's that God word. can use a broken vessel like me in all of my problems, in all of my shortcomings, yeah. mm-hmm. in all of my deficiencies, yeah. and he's going to do with me what he's going to do with me. Yeah. And so That's I good. don't need to live in discouragement. If God wanted me to be a better preacher, yeah. he would have given me a better voice, better That's mind. Good. Well, here we the, are. Yeah. yeah. 
And I think making sure we make that distinction is good to talk about it because you don't have to end at your emotions, although they can indicate a lot of what's going on. So yeah, yeah. feel discouraged and then run to Christ with yeah. that exact emotion. And he promises us yeah. the opposite. Yeah. Would you guys say it's good to be honest though about always? Yeah, you're not going. Don't just walk around like nothing. Never, you know. Everything's great. I've never had an issue. It's like all right. Now Now that's the person that's being led to burnout. Right. Yeah, which is a good conversation to have. Right. We should talk talk about about that that next. We'll talk about that next. (laughs) All right. Before we do, can I give a shout out to Jeremiah? Go ahead. So Jeremiah, shout out to preaching through Jeremiah. I preached through Jeremiah. Took took us about a year, and I. Yeah, no, it was a bit, well, it was, some, like it was a, year, a long time. The congregation time. is like, uh, it was Jeremiah, more like a that brother was discouraged. Was. Lord. He was discouraged. Um, How discouraged was he? Do you have an example? Well, in chapter 20, he says, cursed, per, cursed be the day on which I was born. Sheesh. Let not the day uh, on which my mother bore me be blessed. Sheesh. Uh, I wish I was never born, and I wish January 20th, 1981, my birthday. Well, I wish that day was uh, was cursed. Shirley would say, "May it never be so." Cursed right. be Shirley's woman. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, I just shouted really loud. Right. We love you, Shirley. And uh, but but look, Jeremiah wasn't vindicated in his discouragement. He was like, sawed in half, wasn't he? Well, no, we don't know how Jeremiah oh, died. Yeah, he just died. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, but uh, but he kept going. But he kept put. He kept pressing on. Yeah. Now, but so on one hand, God didn't ha- allow Jeremiah to just sit in a pity party. Sure. At the same time, it is recorded in God's inerrant word that mm-hmm. lasts forever: the words of a discouraged man. So that through the scriptures, we might have encouragement. Right? Exactly. And, 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 and yeah. I'm also going back to what you said, Eric, and that is, we got to be honest. Yeah. Jeremiah wasn't pretending yeah. to not be discouraged. Yeah. The psalmist in Psalm 42, there you go. when he says, "Why, why is yeah. my soul so downcast?" Yeah. Why, you know, he's not pretending anything. Yeah. Like we can be honest. David yeah. and yeah. Samuel, after um, li- like land has been ravaged, his wives have been taken, and he was greatly distressed. Yep. But it does end. But David strengthened himself in the Lord. That's, right. That's what he yeah. did with his response. That's the key in the Lord. Yeah. yeah. There you go. And so, so that's just it. Is we don't just wade in this, uh, uh, these, this mud of discouragement. We take it to the Lord in prayer. That's right. Mm. Hope in God. That's two songs in one. <laughs> we should end with singing "What a Friend." We should start with singing "What a Friend." Anyway, I'm done. Final word on someone who's listening to this podcast. They're in ministry. They're discouraged. With the work, it's not going well. Yeah. Uh, they're thinking about quitting. Maybe they should quit. You know, maybe that's a possibility. How would you counsel that person? What's the final, what, what is, what, final word of wisdom? Wisdom would say I can't counsel that person without knowing their life and uh, context. But what I will say is. I'm talking about myself. Are you talking about yourself? No, I'm just Joel? kidding. Oh, I was like, <laughs> is this how you're telling me? Um, I will say this. Um. It is not a bad thing to look on Christ. It's not a bad thing to look on God. And so I, I say, go back to the scriptures um, and let them filter. And what I mean by that is any scripture, like Psalm 145, when you're mm-hmm. looking at the greatness of God, Lord, I will extol you, my God and King. I'll bless your name forever and ever. I believe 
the psalmist is wanting to ascribe glory to the Lord, but I think when you do that, it clarifies a lot of other things. So when I'm thinking, God, uh, let me marvel at your great deeds, I will declare your greatness. I think we can do that in any place, situation, pit at any time. And so I can't tell somebody whether they should quit or not, but I can tell them they need to look to God and um, allow um, themselves to stare at God's goodness and their unworthiness. Mm. And uh, take some wise counsel and work it out that way. I would probably tell him, get alone, spend some time with the Lord. Go to mountaintop. Have him examine your heart, right, your motives, like why are you discouraged? Um, you know, what has, you know, led up to you being discouraged? And, yeah, just, just spend some time in prayer. Because sometimes discouragement is almost like, a, you know, that warning light that goes off in the car. Mm. Yeah. That it lets you know it suggests that hey you might you might have lost your focus. Mm, or, or that's good. Yeah, like that. that's you good. Know what I mean? That's good. You know what's so. also good about that warning light is like maybe it is good to reevaluate some things. Yeah. You know maybe maybe the ministry that you're currently in is not yeah. the best place yeah, for you. You know that's okay to ask those bit. questions. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's God's but mercy. Even, right, and yeah. even in, in that though we're not we don't need to live in discouragement because it's yeah. not a, you're not defined by these things. Yeah. you're not yeah. defined by how well your church does. Yeah. Yep. How well you, the people do that you're working with. That's right. You know? How well you're keeping all of the plates up and, right. you know, l- making appearances. Right. And I think yeah. you, Eric, saying the mercy part is God's mercy, if you're a believer, will never leave you. There's things that in discouragement we still never leave. Yeah. You know, or yeah. never leave us, rather. God's presence, his goodness to us, his mercy, his kindness. And so those are things that we have. Yeah. Eric, you, you had said just being with the Lord, like I, I'm reminded of Isaiah 40, uh, 31, which says those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. That's right. mm-hmm. We wait on him. And so what's, what's the opposite of waiting on the Lord? It's uh, a bunch of activity That's right. that I'm doing, you yeah. know? So I, I, I think a lot of times we're tempted to, in our discouragement, uh, we're tempted to a flurry of activity to try to fix our discouragement. You know, like if I preached a bad sermon, that afternoon, I'm going to be like, you know, in a flurry of Google searches on how to preach better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, mm-hmm. But uh, we're, we're not called to that kind of flurry of activity. We'll just wait on the Lord. Yeah. Somebody's falling away. Just before you get into that flurry of activity of pursuing that individual, yeah. wait on the Lord. You're going to face a lot of discouragement and setbacks. The key is longevity. And so unless the Lord makes it clear that it's time to go, we've got to have a long, long view of, of, of our work. And it's not going to happen in two to three years, maybe not five to ten years. We need to be able to persevere through what would discourage everybody else out of ministry. Mm-hmm. That's good. And be here in 15 years. Run that race. That be here in 20 rather. years. Yeah. Exactly. How about we close reading the song? 42. Verse 5 and 6. It says, Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God. Why shall again praise him? My salvation and my God. Thanks for listening to the Stoop Sessions. Be sure to catch us next time. As One Hope exists to build healthy churches in the inner city, check us out and connect at www.onehope.gives.com.